Hey, what's up? It's Joel Madden, and this is Artist Friendly. On this episode, I'm talking to Remington and Sebastian from Palais Royale. Let's do it. Sebastian and Remington. Um, so before I start, I want to read your Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right, we're jumping into it. Okay. Canadian American rock band from Las Vegas. Yes. Formed in 2008. Yeah. Brothers. <laughs> Was it 2008? The internet lies. Yeah. 2011? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, Wikipedia is always off, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, want, I have been asking can someone is there a professional wikipedia writer yeah. that could go in and like actually because everyone goes to your wikipedia page yes and yeah. it's all wrong yeah. there's details just yeah. wrong and, and the things, they don't tell them important things at all at all <laughs> they they find like links from some internet article that yeah. seems verified yeah and it gives like sideways information about things they're always off yeah it's the strangest thing and i'm sure that there are people who have had their wikipedia pages fixed I just, I just don't know how, do you how to do, do, it? do it. I yeah. know. Why is it so difficult? Every every interview that ever comes up to me, you go, so how is it living in Canada? Wikipedia like, pages I was like, I don't suck. live in Canada. I was like, he was born yeah. there the worst, for like two we months. All, we all go to it. That's yeah. a, that's your first thing to go to, which and is so funny. And you get the gist of somebody, yeah. but you know that the details are wrong. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Canadian-American rock band from Las Vegas. Uh, what's the Canadian part? I was born in Toronto. Okay. So... I guess that's, we that's get grouped it. in. Okay, it you counts know? a little. It counts a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I moved when I was less than a year old and moved yep. to Vegas from the time I started born. And yeah, born in Vegas. And, and we uh, moved to LA with a dream. Yeah, you guys yes. are LA like, to me, you guys are like Sunset Strip, LA rocker. That's where we got the, the start. Vibe. That's, that's the where vibe. we started. Yeah. So formed under the name Crop Circle, mm -hmm. which oh. is a pretty cool name. But we're jumping in, okay. Right. <laughs> the band released one EP and two singles before changing their name to Palais Royale. Mm -hmm. Yes. Better name. I yeah. Agree. Oh my God, that was the worst name. <laughs> in 2011, so Wikipedia says. Yeah. Under this name, they have released four full-length albums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, do, I don't think you guys call yourselves fashion art rock band. Maybe at some point you... Said you were and when we, when we, when we started, we started playing. It was one of the hardest things. It was like, where do you go and play to fans? And we played Sunset Strip and it was a lot of older people. But then we started, we got it is hooked up with, with LA Fashion Week and New York Fashion Week and we started playing runways. And so it oh, kind of grouped in. I could in, see that. And it was great. We're you guys playing. also could walk. We did. Runways. We just did for did. in Paris Fashion Week last, that was, last year. So that was, that was kind of wild to do uh, Paris Fashion Week. That was like super fucking weird. Just a. Uh, you guys are kind of like models, though. Sometimes, but uh, when I wake up in the morning, I look like shit. A lot of makeup helps. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, but you guys, are, you're good-looking guys. Um, and I, I would consider you guys an art project. It says you, you consider uh, uh, Sebastian considers them more to be an art project band. I actually agree with that. Mm -hmm. All, all of the stuff you guys do, it seems like you're just like kids in a candy store, in an art studio, making yeah. stuff constantly. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep up with, yeah. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that I, was like one thing is because we also don't really like hold ourselves to a specific genre, especially in the you know the music department, because every song that we make is so drastically different from like the last thing that we made. Yeah, you know, your inspirations 
jump all it just over constantly it. changes and so instead of like pitching holding ourselves to one genre uh we just like to say art because you know at the end of the day that's what we kind of I, it's been nice to explore though because it's you're able to do whatever you want with art and i think that's the important thing and versus you know putting walls up against what you're doing and sticking to one thing because it worked the first time it's but you know from emerson doing the graphic novels and i was editing all the art films and music videos and just kind of branching out and doing the makeup line and the all the uh, branding stuff of all like the backpacks and the you know merchandising stuff that it's just it's fun to us because we're exploring avenues that like you know maybe weren't able to get something we wanted from even like all these are our suits like the fever dream suits like yeah, so we designed cool. and sebastian wanted a purple velvet and, suit, and, and, and he it. got it and yeah. you you so it feels to me like you make this stuff you share it with your fans obviously they buy some of it but it feels like you're making stuff you some, want absolutely yeah. we can't i can't find it and if i want to find it i'm gonna go walk into Alexander McQueen and it's 5k and I'm like I'm not going to spend that right and it's it not is, even it's right not fitting to the perfect. T, yeah so it's like everything's perfectly fitted to me and I'm paying you know nothing for you're it you're making it yeah and you're proud it, of it exactly it's cool and I feel it feels it's funny looking in my closet and I'm like all of this is what I designed it's and everything I'm wearing besides the shoes are like what I designed it's which is really a cool thing you know it's like everything that we do is a creation from us and it's more truthful so i feel like there's this honesty where we also have a relationship with the fans because of that because it's not someone manufacturing something with us in mind for the fans it's right. coming from us which then makes a community that everyone kind of you know like when warhol was doing stuff with velvet underground it was like this cool like community that everyone was you know building off of because it was being designed together you know so yeah, it's kind of how you know there's there's no rules to this thing yeah. so we just have fun you know because there's in music and art there's really no wrong answer yeah. you know you kind of figure out what works for certain audiences and stuff but if you're having fun you're never wrong and i guess you know all your fans don't have to participate in all of it but Absolutely. it's almost like there's something for everyone yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like i think the makeup's cool i don't i don't wear makeup yeah but we'll get you in some, some eyeshadow. It's, it's gonna look gorgeous. You know, I, could, I used to wear eyeliner a little. Oh bit. yeah, I used to do it, and then I'd spit, smear it, and just smear it. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think that, but that was one of my favorite things that I saw you guys had done. You did these makeup palettes. Yeah. And I thought it was like, how the fuck did they do that? I know it took a lot of effort to figure out how to get it done. Yeah. But now that you have, you've been able to create these like super cool makeup palettes for people who wear makeup. Yeah. It's probably like the standout palette in their makeup yeah. repertoire or whatever you call a makeup collection or yeah, because it's, it's, it's Emerson's it. artwork as the packaging, which is the inlay for like the Fever Dream albums. So right. When you open up the album, it still looks like it. It's all together. All the song titles are for each different color. It kind of yeah. goes with the color palette of that record, and every record we change the color palette to match it. So, and so and it's also, a fun thing to it, do. It, it kind of just started off with you know just us looking for certain colors. And being kind of super embarrassed to go to Sephora, right? You know, and then we're just like, okay, let's just let's just make it. And so we do. That's so bad at Sephora, though. I take my daughter all the time. Yeah, yeah it's it's not too bad there. The, but the like, only problem I have with Sephora is there's nowhere to sit. Yeah. So I yeah, go in there with my daughter, yeah. and she wants to spend an Good hour point. in there. Yeah, you yeah. can sit in. You can sit in the chair and get your makeup done. There's nowhere to sit. If they had like a bench. Oh yeah, for dads and boyfriends and husbands, just like a designated that would do really well. Yeah. But, 
That'd be fantastic. So like we we pretty much started Sephora. making it out of like not wanting to go to a department store and figure out do you have a red palette and then have to get like just a black palette and then all like these different palettes. We're like, let's just throw it into one. And I'm like, oh, we should maybe like sell it. And it <laughs> yeah. went fucking insane. And then we're like, oh, well, this is cool. So it's we just kind of cool. like learned. And so like, that's what we love that like selling it. And then because anybody can wear it, you don't have to be ashamed of like, you know, going into a department store and like asking because I hate asking for help. Yeah, like that's my least favorite thing. I was like, hey, I don't like you? asking for anything. I don't. It's a. It, I was not raised to yeah, ask no, for anything no, I need. Nope. You got to figure it out yourself. I wasn't yeah. raised to identify uh, my needs and and now to ask for that uh, for someone to, to yeah. help me. Uh, so if I need support or uh, comfort, yeah, or anything, I, I was never raised. Find so it I had to yeah. learn how to do all that and learning learning how to ask for things is important. Even asking for help. Yeah. At Sephora. Yeah. At Sephora. Uh, <laughs> um. You so being together for at least 2010, let's just say, yeah, that, right. So, at least from 2010, and you've been together your whole lives, mm -hmm. yeah. That's interesting because brothers, some brothers can't work together, yeah. I you mean, you guys seem to be able to. Well, we were, you know, when we started the whole idea with Palais, it was we were really Remington, you were probably what 17, 18. 16 it was yeah. right when we switched because when we were doing crop circle it wasn't something that we felt was true to what we wanted to do artistically because when you're really young and you get yeah. into something you're figuring it you're out figuring it out i don't like i don't think anybody has the same style or listens to the same music from when they were 16 yeah. i mean uh, some people do but you know all yeah. all power to you but we wanted to play rock and roll yeah, and i love yeah. the faces and the stones and you know t-rex we were just uh, i was finding uh i was figuring out who i was you know and i think it was kind of it was kind of a perfect time because I'll look back at the time and it's like the most public form of puberty. And yeah, I'm just like, oh my it God. Is. I was like, why are you wearing that? But uh, <laughs> we it, all have that. Yeah. yeah. And then, but somehow all those decisions somehow led us here. And then yeah. I couldn't be happier of, you know, where we are and where we've, yeah. you know, how far we've made it. We definitely though went through rough patches because when we first, when we even first met you guys, that was like our second or third year of actually touring. We left mm. in 2015 and we're like, okay, we have to tour. Right. We have nowhere to live, we're living in our mom's car. And we went show to show to show, getting 20 bucks, 50 bucks and making you, it work. Wait, you were living in your mom's car? So that when we signed our record deal, we mm -hmm. got evicted from our house. Mm. We you know went through a lot of people promising deals mm. and promising these things. You had to sign all these contracts that they're gonna help you out and you're gonna do this and that. And of course, don't trust anyone. We learned the hard way. And we were, were like, what are we gonna do? We started playing high schools and Ash Avelson at Samarian came to one of the shows and signed us that day. Okay. And we took what we could and we're like, we need, it helped us get to being able to continue what we're doing, making a record. And he believed in what the project was. We put in the demos of Mr. Doctor Man. And he's like, that's your first single. And we're like, cool. Yeah, it and was, we, it was kind there, of crazy. You know, me and Emerson, uh, we were sleeping in our mom's car on Ventura and then we somehow just got enough money to pay for a hotel for like I think a week. The El Patio Inn on Ventura. Room Which six. Is probably a motel, not a hotel. Just yes. Oh, it's like, it's a hundred percent. Need to a differentiate motel. Yes. the difference between motels and hotels. Oh yeah. So there was uh we had some great neighbors, little cockroaches. It was mm -hmm. it was beautiful. But it happened that we played a high school like with I think we had like three days left at this mm. this motel. And then barely out of high school yourselves. Yeah, did you, it was. Did you quit? Yeah, I didn't really finish high school. Yeah, I must left like in that. middle school. Uh, just oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> was young. So we didn't have the, 
you know, the most education in the world, but I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so we had like three days left paid for, and we were playing like um, a high school at lunchtime. And luckily, Ash Appleton was there and uh, he saw us and he invited us for a meeting the next day at his house. Wow. And then we showed him Mr. Doctor Man as a demo. And he's like, okay, I would love to sign. I was like, okay, one condition. He's like, what's that? I'm like, you sign us today. And you pay right for now, a hotel bill. You need to pay for my hotel. He's like, motel no, bill. I'll get you guys an apartment. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And then and did he? He, well, did, he, he did. He did. And he but did. then he were like, oh, we need it for a year. He's like, no, no, you guys are going to go. You're either going to go get a job or you're going to go on tour. And we're like, well, we'll go on tour. Like, let's do it. And we went on every single. We there was in 2015 to 2017. I look. I added up how many dates we were playing. We were on average doing 220 shows a year. You guys are animals. So the, the people don't realize what car. 200. Yeah. Well, Good Charlotte did that. Yeah. We yeah. were doing two to 300 shows a year. Like low end was 200. Yeah. High, uh, high years were 300 yeah. plus. Yeah. And it's not healthy it's not but when you're there you feel you need to do it and you exactly. and you do need to do it at the time mm -hmm. yeah because especially get good. when you work from zero mm -hmm. and you're literally paying for your food and your everything like like and you're paying you're playing small shows yeah so you're it's not like you're making We're one of five you yeah know I mean? and we weren't playing on shows that made actually sense to us but in the long run it made sense because we were on like death metal shows we were you know signed samaria at that point samaria was pivoting and yeah. doing what they're doing but all the all the things they're throwing us was like really heavy and we're walking up there trying to be like you know cute rock band and they're like oh work. shit remington needs gotta to go set crazy. this up and that's where our live show has become where it is today because right because your guys live show is, 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 is heavy <laughs> yeah in yeah. the sense of like it hits yeah yeah and but this is the thing and it's really interesting because like i remember seeing you guys mm -hmm. we were out there yep and what we always said about you guys was man those guys fucking work hard I see them everywhere. Yeah. They're on every fucking tour. Everyone they can get. They never stop. And the impression was really good. I do think that like you do what you can with what you have at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Right? So you guys were just taking any opportunity available. 100%. Fucking going. We never said no. Right. That was the thing. And we have that in common. Yeah. Now we could also discuss at some point we have to like reevaluate. Yeah. Our yeses and nos, yeah, and, and 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 start to try and like like prune our career with some more uh, with some more thought than just that kind of running from the past. Because um, I I feel like we we have similar backstories in a way, you know, brothers, uh, yeah, com not coming not coming from a lot of financial uh, uh, stability, uh, so you could say poverty. Um, uh, some people would say just instability, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then you know not not a lot of education, and, and then no friends in the music business. And you know, yeah, we we, we figured out, but like brothers who were just working together and having a dream together, right? Yeah, which is really like a great story. Uh, I think that everyone loves the like brother story. Mm -hmm. Like we watch movies about it. We like there's something about brothers and and sisters um, working together to like, especially if they come from. Uh, a bad situation yeah. or a yeah. tough situation um and so we like that about you guys when we said we were like man that band are cool they're the brothers and and like like you know what you know when you know someone's from the shit like you just know it you're like another one of us like yeah grew up in a tough place you just know like i don't know what your story was but i know you had it just as hard as i did in some way and um and so you kind of respect that too because 
there's a lack of sophistication we have when we first start yeah in the world when we're not coming from a sophisticated place yeah and we have to teach ourselves our own kind of sophistication yeah and we have to teach ourselves our own articulation right and we have to learn that and the people who try to do and then some people never want to accept that they that they could they should or could yeah and some people accept like no nah, i'm from the, i'm from a poor place and i'm just going to act poor and 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 we go no you don't have to even if we're from a poor place any of us we can learn how to be rich yeah. we can learn how to be articulate yeah. we can learn how to be uh 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 competent in places we weren't yeah and we don't have to accept like and i think mm -hmm. that you guys we you force your way it's just like us i'm going to take every opportunity so we noticed that like the work ethic was crazy um but again like you were doing any tour you could Anything. so some of it was off because we oh yeah i remember when we heard your music and we were like yo you guys are like classic rock and roll yeah sunset strip it's cool and it's authentic and it's very hard to be those guys not a lot of people can walk up and you buy it you're yeah. like mm, okay dude i see you're trying to be a rocker but mm -hmm. yeah like you guys are like palais to me is like a, a lifestyle yeah. brand yeah. and the guys in the middle like there's just enough chaos. There's just <laughs> enough artistic vision. There's just enough of all the things that are really you. And then you put this music out and you have this like lifestyle uh, uh, art that like people can buy into because you're helping them escape uh, what they come from, which is they don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. And you're giving, what I think I see is you're giving people and showing them that you have a choice. Yeah. It doesn't matter where we were born, who our family was, what we didn't have. We can step into the world and become who we want to be. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's authentic, we can do it. Yeah. But sometimes you need to have a like almost something to look at to be inspired from. And I think that's the thing people are like, oh, authentic is like from something. No, you're pulling from everywhere. It's not just mimicking something it's being like oh i like a little bit of that a little bit of that and then that becomes you and then you lead it to where it is and it's like fortunately enough when we were growing up our our mom was really really good she was a rock and roll photographer she was out with like Stead baiters and johnny thunders and in cool. excess so like that's where the fashion sense of ideas we came from because my mom was giving us t-rex records and like bowie right. and the faces and um it was just our musical education at that time was you know my friends were listening to and when i was a kid they were like just getting 50 cent record like the first one and right. i'm like i'm like i like it but i just don't get it because of my whole knowledge was listening to like 60s records and right so but and how long had your mom had, had your mom been doing that ever since we were kids like emerson's first record that she got from my mom was like a jet record and a super tramp record and Rem emerson's first concert he went to that he realized he wanted to be a drummer was going to jet right and being like taking a picture and that was cool yeah they were yeah. great brothers too and yeah uh, like you know there's so many brother rock and roll bands that have had such like cool stories and you know i think just having that knowledge has been great and i but also like now remington you can go off and love completely different music oh from yeah because I, I listen to to everything now you know just like hip-hop to you know classical to you know just anything you know like i love ziggurat and jungle and like all these like i know he's left field. Just beginning to like disco i love this stuff and i'm yeah. like I, I respect the hell of it but uh 
not, it's not my favorite, but <laughs> I mean, but, but there's a lot of good stuff yeah. in all of that. I mean, there's a lot of great, I mean, my son religiously kind of only listens to m modern hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. So he loves Travis Scott. He loves, yeah. and I love those records. We listen to them together. Yeah. And like, they're great. There's some great stuff. And then there's also some records he plays me, and I don't think they're good. I yeah, just yeah. don't think that they stand the test of our, our, of time. I do think Travis Scott records stand the test. I yeah. do think they'll be here. Yeah. Um, I do think there's a there's a bunch of artists that he that he's fan that he's a fan of that I've become a fan of with him that are legacy artists. They're mm -hmm. building a catalog of music yeah. that will stand the test of time. Then I also think that there's the music business way of being is like, once we have one, uh, 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 an example of a, a successful artist, let's bring 20 copies along yeah, exactly. and let's push yeah. them in that direction and let's market it to the same people. And, yeah, you know, I think that artists need to be encouraged to slow it down yeah. and make art yeah, and I be think, who they want to be. I, I think on that note, it's like you have so much of people's, like we feel it. It's like, you're so fortunate to have what you have, but it's going to go to way tomorrow if you don't keep on working and keep on doing and keep on evolving yeah. and keep on changing. And as an artist, you always have that. And you're like, you never think you have any success whatsoever because you're mm. always fighting for everything. And it's it's been good. I've been able to now, like the past six months, I've just been like, simmering myself down because i was the only one that drove the band i was the right. only one that dealt with doing the business i was the only one dealt with the agents with the pr like i was the label i was on the phone every day and not even enjoying anything right because the last thing i got to do was go on stage for 30 minutes and that was my only escape for opening right. up for a band and now i'm like you know what i've done enough groundwork and i know what i want i'm going to put it out there in the universe and just let it happen mm. and if i don't see it happening you got to still keep on working and but i used to be like micromanaging every little thing mm. like oh the light i need to change that okay the sounds i'm like listening to every live show and be like change this change that watching the music videos a million times being like edit this out of this and it was like i'm not even enjoying it yeah. are you are you are you generally like a obsessive compulsive person i feel like i am yeah, but i also bit. feel everyone's like can you let go i'm like but i like being in control Right. Because it's like I like yeah. being the driver's seat, which I did the whole thing of like getting the just band like, from left, you know. But I can't, I can't sit there and have someone tell me what to do, yeah. Because we've never allowed that in the first place, right. and also at the end of but the day, I'm also no allowing, one's gonna care as about much as this you. band as much as we do, right? But but, but for for yeah. the sake of conversation, yeah, yeah. Is anyone ever really telling you what to do? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. And it's the thing of like that pisses off even more because right. I know what I want okay. out of my career, especially when it comes to art. They you try know, to tell us what they to try do, to tell but us, we don't listen. But it <laughs> sometimes hurts us. We yeah. have to be smart and we're chess players and that's what like when we were young, we played hockey and chess and like I won nationals three years in a row. So oh, wow. using so that So you mind, actually played chess. Yeah. yeah. I won, <laughs> you know, that's. I find out new things every yeah. day. I went to nationals like from 12, really? 13, 14 and one. You so know. you're really smart. I hope Pretty so. Pretty smart. Pretty <laughs> I, smart guy. I'm good with numbers. I'm good with math. Reading, I can't read a book. Like, you know, that's just not where my brain's at. Chess is a yeah. an intelligence game. It's a, a strategy. And most people that are good at chess tend to be like intelligent people. Yeah. But okay. it's using those that mindset in life and sometimes not doing the fastest movies you saw. Right. And exactly. that's where I'm building to now because it was I would react to when someone would say something. And they might be just trying to wind me up because they want to see what my reaction is. Be like, you yeah. know what? You need to be yeah, this yeah. heavy metal band with a pop pop punk. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is the band. I'm in. And I'm like, wait, 
okay, yeah, cool. I will do that and just do my own shit and then come back to them and be like, this is what I'm doing yet. And they're like, Wait, what about that thing? Oh, yeah, this is what I think it's going to be. And you got to play, you got to play chess with it, you know? Is it possible that like, I think it's really crazy that you, and did you all play chess? Yes. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's really interesting because like, it's a very specific game mm -hmm. and people use it as a metaphor for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there is a there's a long game in life. Yeah. And chess is a great example of a long game we can play. Mm -hmm. and, and you how, can take your time. And how we can look at moves yep. and how they affect other moves. And we can make moves that will induce people to make moves yeah. that we hope they will the make. Yeah. And if we can if we can deduct uh, and 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 kind of predict an outcome. It gives us an advantage in life if we can look at the board, metaphorically speaking, for mm -hmm. life, right? The chessboard of life. If we yeah. can look at it and go, if I do this move and he does that move, that move or that move, I'll do this, this or that. If we can approach life that way, we can make better decisions. Absolutely, because we become more strategic and you're not being emotional and that is the game of life it's not taking advantage of anyone nope. yeah it's actually the game that we're playing every day mm -hmm. so that's interesting but the question i have is which is kind of there's the chess game mm -hmm. there's the chess players palais royale mm -hmm. and then there's the poor kids fighting their way through life mm -hmm. oh yeah right yeah that's what we did to have both of that going and on. If you can, I wonder if you've ever thought about this because there are sides to us. Yes. There's our higher selves. There's our best version of ourselves. Yeah. And then there's our scared self. There's it's, our- How do you react in those both situations? Yes. And yeah. And it's, so it's if we- It's the insecurity. Yes. Through, yeah. Our insecure self, our, our sad self, our scared self, mm -hmm. we have different versions of ourselves, And it's not so many. It's, it's, it's usually like- there's the version of us that acts this way in this situation when I'm happy, when I'm um, when I'm inspired, when I'm, and then there's the version of me when I'm scared, worried, um, and we have to like find how many versions are there? Is there only two? Is there three? Like, yeah. what what's the spectrum of me mm -hmm. and how I behave based on how I'm feeling and what's going on, and then how do I make moves around like, and then how do I also manage the the lesser version of myself so that I don't get myself into trouble yeah and I don't cause problems that don't need to be be there and so I wonder if you guys have ever looked at like I see two versions of palais I see this wild chaotic fight the world version yeah. that I like it's yeah I, I I'm inspired by it yeah. Sometimes I think you could get yourselves into trouble yeah, all, we the time. Do, all the time. Um, we have shot ourselves in the foot so many times. <laughs> our I whole, can't even tell you. Our, all, everyone always says, they're like, you guys always like tanking the long way around. No, to the, it was, I'm so, like, it was so funny. Femme, we were actually with Femme, and, and she was like the one that pointed out. I was like, okay, you guys have had so much success, but you guys realize you guys took the long way to get there. Yeah. I was like, well, you yeah. do these big ass shows. You have yeah. all this, you have all this, uh, uh, you've, you've acquired this success. Um, um, but there's that version that I I love that version. Yeah, I worry a little bit about. Oh that yeah, we do. me too. <laughs> All the time. I, go, I I'm usually if, if if you know if we talk about anything and when it comes to music or career, I tend to be like the 44 year old dad of te with teenagers who's just trying to give um, the younger guy sound advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that feels like it's being optimistic and forward thinking, and at the same time. I like I like try to always ground myself and go like, what's the reality here? Yeah. Does it really matter if that 
guy believes in us or not? Yeah. Should we really address it or should we not? But yeah. so there's the version of Palais that I look at and go, that's the chaos. Yeah. That's the thing they needed to get through the hard part of life. Yeah. And then there's the other side of Palais, the chess players, right? The chess guys that you also needed to get through life, but they're measured. Yeah. They're grounded. They're, they're quiet. Yeah. Strategic. And I think like, have you ever really stopped and looked at like the versions of yourself? They're both really good versions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of them could get you into some trouble. Mm -hmm. One of them could keep you from doing your best work. Uh, that all that's the time. exactly it's, where I was gonna say is the chaoticness of the show is what keeps people coming back. Which right. like, what the fuck is Pally gonna do today? Right. And I love the shows. Are I big. love it. They are. They're, they're, shows are big. They're, they're getting right. actually fucking crazy and it's it's sometimes like arenas we in have one to like, city in one year i'm like where did this come we from? we kind of have to like pinch ourselves sometimes but also like, you knew you're always going to be there yeah it's just it's, how are we going to get there so it's just know? you know we've gone through so many different phases and i think the biggest thing for us is just because like you know we, we have such a tough time trusting people and because like we've done this whole thing by ourselves in the you know the couple times that we have kind of like, like let that. somebody else a part of it we've gotten fucked but that jades us for the future mm -hmm. and it can really hurt it us. hurts it's a relationship so thing that you look at we're too. we're yeah. kind of you know for the first times in our lives right now i think you know we're trying to be adults and think about everything instead of just like no no, no, no. they don't know what they're talking about you know so we're taking advice and you know we're that's We're good. trying to slow down and just believe in ourselves because I think our biggest issue for the longest time was, you know, seeing other acts and other Compare. artists and comparing ourselves to them. Which like, you why can't. aren't we you there? Can't. You know, and that's what I think our biggest downfall was. So we wanted to do everything as quickly as possible, as big as possible, but it's gotten us into trouble. Right. You know, and so it's just, I think, you know, we've started to think like, you know, when we see another artist doing something big, you're like, that's incredible. That's their journey. That's not ours. Right. And so I think that's been our biggest thing, especially going forward in the past year is just, you know, being the best version, as cheesy it is to say, the best versions of ourselves. Yep. Taking that in stride. And it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely like definitely new. You know, we're taking ourselves more seriously as adults. We're respecting one another. And as artists. Like, mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's definitely kind of crazy. And like, you know, talking things out and like having a real plan in life and, uh, you know, just trying to focus on the happiness behind it all because that's the most important thing. In 2019, we just buys one each other we were writing in leads and we were doing like you know just doing this stuff and we were driving in a van and we're like all right we can we finally got we're, to we're taking a bunch of shrooms the happiest of yeah. all of all drugs you guys were shrooming and we got Me, into a fist fight. Fight. you were probably taking too much i will yeah microdosing it's good psilocybin is actually really can be really great for anxiety depression i've found anyways personally i think then there's also tripping, which I yeah, don't I do, think we so. were tripping for okay. sure. Oh, we were yeah. at a gas station. We had the video, which we'll publicate at one point in our career. But it was the funniest it's, thing. It's, it's the worst Remington. fight you've ever seen in your life. You guys got into a fight? Oh, fist fight. Wow. Full on. Throwing each other on the ground. Like Remington threw me over his head. Just punching. It was like, it was a whole thing. And then we get up, hug each other, go. And our, everyone's looking at us like, you guys are fucking insane. Like because we would do that right. on stage you too. Just needed Emerson, to... like Emerson's been in the point. He'll be throwing drumsticks at me while we're playing a show. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll go kick his over his symbol at his face and throw it at him. And everyone's like, what? You're playing a show and we're still doing it. Yeah. But they're like, are you guys just mental? And I'm like, I feel like when you're so close to something that you love, right. 
it's the only person you could take it off. You know, you can't, I can't go and hit an employee. Right. I can hit my but brother. You, need, you feel like you I, need to hit something. Exactly. Do you think that maybe that's just like not being able to process the experience you're having I as think, quickly as you need to? I, I think the yeah. thing that was overwhelmed, maybe? I think that was five and a half years straight on the that's road. Wow. And yeah. then it's not, we, it's not healthy. And, and then we COVID, car, and then COVID you know? happened, and then we just we stopped. We became friends again. Uh, we started respecting like, each other. It was just so like, you were forced. We were forced by the pandemic. It was, it was honestly yeah. like if the pandemic as, as horrible as it was. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like the best thing to happen. I to think us. a lot of people had that experience. We I slowed did. down because we would have never stopped because yeah. we have this dream and then you know, what we want, where we want to be, and we're not going to stop till we get there. And we're not going to stop even when we get there because you're going to want more and more and more. And it's like, you're not gonna be satisfied and that's okay with being an artist, but it's okay to be happy with where you are without feeling like. It's like a violent, vigilant determination to force the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's to us, like our mindset has always been death or glory. Right. That's it. Yeah, which, which is a great idea. Like in the idea of it is very, it is kind of romantic when you go like all or nothing. But yeah. the reality of life is like it's not it's it it is all or nothing in the sense of the attitude we have to have towards going towards our goals, meaning never give up, continue to problem solve, continue to be resourceful, be resilient. But like the reality is, is that it 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 it's a built it's a thing we build over time. So like I also think the natural part of like growing up, which all of us kind of had to do out yeah. in the world, yeah. Was we left home early and we were trying to make it with music at a young age. We had no business really being out there. Yeah. We, 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 we should have, but we didn't have necessarily like a nuclear family. Like, I don't even want to say normal, but it feels like really stable people. When I ask most of them, like, how did you grow up? Did you have a mom and a dad? They go, yeah, I had a mom and a dad. Now, there are also some really great, stable, to really emotionally intelligent people who just had a mom or just a dad. Or yeah. They had a, a, but they had a support system yeah. that could support them. Yeah, our, our mom was almost to the point of, you know, delusional of how much she supported us because it was like, we look back, I'm like, wow, you really believed in us. And like, I really appreciate that. Was it just her? It was just her. Right. So parents got separated. Mom. I had to raise my brothers, basically being a father figure, being 15. No, right. I couldn't be a kid anymore. And then we had this career and then I was like, oh, I have to now take care of the responsibility of taking care of the business. And your mom's an artist. She is. So that's also just like a really unstable life. It is. God bless all the artists. We are artists. We know. Yeah. Um, And it's- It's unstable. It's a wild lifestyle. Yeah. And I I love my mom to death and she's always believed in it. But at some point, you know, because we just kept waiting around, waiting for a miracle to happen. And then we just went and figured it out. And then we went completely broke, you know, scraping together quarters just to- get something at the 99 cent store yeah. and you know it was like oh, you, you guys nice you boys are so talented that why wouldn't it happen and then i'm kind of glad it didn't happen because we had to go to work and fight for it yeah. and i i think that's where you know i think that's why we'll we'll be a band for until you know until we're gone is because we've we we fought for it you know i think that was the thing you know we worked so hard for this dream that you know, a lot of mm. a lot of other artists. I'm not saying they don't work for it or anything like that, but some people get lucky with the massive record deal out the door, and you know, we played bars, got shit thrown at us for years, and then you know, it's it it worked, and so I think that's why you know, yeah, we well, got here. 
I think when I hear it and then when I know what I know and when I and I've seen you guys' uh career mm -hmm. um and, and it makes a lot of sense talking to you because yeah. I feel that what you know it's not about and I'm not even saying where we all come from our parents do the best they can um yeah. and and certainly like everyone gets different cards it's that's you know M Shadows said that to me we were having the conversation he told me and I never thought about it that way I have but not so clearly like the tr the real facts of life is we all get handed different cards mm -hmm. and if we're looking at someone else's cards going I wish I had those cards we're not playing the cards we have yeah yeah and we can't start improving our game and getting ahead until we play the cards we have and then the cards can change yeah, well, yeah right we but we have to play each hand exactly with the cards we hold yeah. right yeah. and we also have to respect that it is not fair yeah yeah if it was fair then there would be there the playing fields it's the same. not yeah, fair and we have to acknowledge yeah. when we see something that's unfair whether we can do anything about it or not but we also have to accept that it's not fair everyone gets different cards yeah, yeah. you get handed the cards you get and those are the cards you get to play yeah and then you go from there and so whatever your situation was, whatever you guys had to, to go into the world and fight for, and now you're here, likely you, you take a step back and you zoom out and you don't actually have to fight as hard or as much as you did, yeah, yeah. right? You've built a foundation of a career that it works really well. You guys have incredible shows. You, you have an incredible trajectory with your next album, your next tour, all the things that you guys are gonna do from here are going to be bigger than anything you've done. And that's all based on the strength of your old work. But the reason you have the guts you have for the band, the, the, the stuff that the band's made of that you can feel when you go to a show, when you see Palais, it's all of that, what was perceived as bad luck. Yeah. And however you had to get here, I can say that the cake was baked right. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel it. all that shit you had to do when I look at it, it goes that oh that makes sense because when I see you on stage when I see listen to your music I hear it in the I can feel it it's yeah. not fake it's not um like let's do this song about this that'll be cool it feels like bleeding hearts on on songs it feels yeah. like there's a lot of texture that like you can't get any other way by living a lot of life mm -hmm. and so I think about it when I hear you guys talk and I think like, and I don't even know where I'm going with yeah. it, uh, but like, I think like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, the struggle, the yeah. fight, the, the, the inability to trust anyone. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that that's anyone else's fault. Yeah. I would say that life wasn't always kind. Yeah. And, you and, learned... it's, and you can't expect it to always be, but I feel like you can take what you can from your experiences to know how to just deal with the situations better yep. and react differently and be able to handle something and not let it get you down and realize and not be like, oh, it's just life, whatever. It's like, no, it's just life, but how am I gonna get to the next step? Yeah, and I'm, I'm and glad also, I'm glad it's kind of Like looking way. back, like I'm like, we've had a fucking fun time. In yeah. the oh, moment, yeah. it's been shit. Mm. But then you look back and you're like, I'm glad that happened to me. I'm glad I experienced that. I'm glad that person left our life. I'm glad you went through heartbreak. It's, you know, like I'm getting married next month and it's like, Oh shit, I would never expect I'm, I found someone that like 
trusts me and I respect and we have this great bond and now I have a great relationship with my brothers again. For the most part, we can like, you know, still it's, navigate. It's crazy, like even it's, like talking about the struggle time, you know, when me and Emerson were living in a motel and, you know, playing high schools. I was happy as a clam. Right. I was like, yeah, it was struggles, but I got to wake up, play music. Yeah. That's my job. I didn't have to go to a nine to five. Like I, I didn't have any money but we did fuck. our ten thousand hours and didn't get paid you know, a dollar even for like, it but. even like touring <laughs> right. in her mom's car playing a bar in fucking kansas city to just the bartender right yeah. i still am living my dream on a smaller scale but i still get to wake up and do that and i still had a fucking great time doing you it. know us driving you know, even the struggle time we still had a, fucking a shuttle bus we finally got out of her mom's car we got a shuttle bus had four hundred thousand miles on it was one of those airport shuttle buses mm -hmm. we converted bunks right we fucking have bunks no We're AC. Like, we have a bus we have no we did we have no you know. shifter cables under it so you can't put it in and park or drive you have to go under the car and manually do it because it kept on wow. snapping and then there's so many Crazy. experiences of doing that and you i'm guys like are nuts and every day you're in a mechanic i the one day i like had a full panic attack never had one in my whole entire life was in the hospital and i was like what's happening to me and that was the first time i had a panic attack i'm like i can't go to the next show in texas and i told our friend i'm like can you please drive the boys just make sure you put put in park i always remember this i get a call like finally the next morning i'm like where are you guys and they're like oh my god oh my god i'm like what the fuck could have happened i haven't been with you guys for 12 hours the guy didn't put it in park manually under at the gas station so he just put the, the emergency brake, but if you don't put it in, you know, in to actually engage it, the vehicle is very heavy. It's gonna move. It's gonna move. <laughs> so it moves, Remington and Emerson are sleeping in the back, everyone's out of the bus, and it drives across the four lanes of traffic to another gas station. Remington hears a rumbling. I thought there was an earthquake or something. And I runs up and slams on the brakes. All, if they, they were like probably 10, 15 feet away from hitting the gas station, they would have exploded. You know what I mean? Like crazy. it's crazy, but you're meant to be here and live through those moments. How we didn't get hit, those four lanes of traffic. Or blow up. Or run as a gas station. It was it was crazy. And then like I slam on the brake and then we just all start dying laughing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But so it's, it's always- we've, had, we've lived fucking 50 different lives and it's crazy. Buses catching on fire, trailers not being attached properly, losing all the gear, things getting stolen. You're like, but we have to get to the show to play it to three people and you make it fucking happen. And, and I know, yeah. so so I know we're going to have, we're going to have a part two of yeah. this conversation yeah. uh, with Emerson. Yeah. Uh, what's Emerson mean to this, this trio? He is, we, I feel like for the three of us, we all have like our serious points in the business if we need to, but we I all love operate. that boy so much. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the, he's the glue. He's definitely one of a kind. He definitely, he's, he's, he's living in a world that, is beautiful i wish that everyone could experience and exist in because he's like his world is his world and mm. like you have to enter his world he does not enter other people's worlds yeah and being able to have this artistic vision that he just wakes up and creates 24 7 it can be music but it's mainly drawings and art and manufacturing and all this stuff the, the boys like he, he would fill this whole entire room and more so of all the scrolls and all the artwork in the world 3d world building he's been doing to make a video game and make a life of Palirao outside of the graphic novel like it's it's building Harry Potter within his mind like right. our version of Harry Potter the little world it yeah, is he, and he it's gonna up, be a big world he knew what life he wanted to live and he just did it and and, he, and does he depend on you guys emotionally, no, emotionally hell yeah like does he does he do you feel like like there's something that he needs here oh, yeah. that he gets like every I, day because he's very to be, hard to track that 
Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. he's he, out he of his mind. He comes to me though when he knows like he breaks. It's it's to me and I have to solve his life for him. Right. And he expects it to be that I take care of him, but I don't get the same reciprocation, and that's fine. But I think the good thing is that we do. Sebastian have him. always acts like you know he's dad. Right. So you you are like the older. Yeah. You're the guy. You're like the guy who takes care of everyone. I yeah, can everyone. see that too. Yeah, and also, you kind of manage everything. Yep. You you've you've been the manager. You've been the, a bunch of things. Now, what I will say that I noticed, whether you guys want to give each other credit or not, I think you do. But I think it's always important to like hear it from the outside because yeah. you guys are living in your own. You know, especially in bands when we're, when we're doing what we're doing, we're living in our own world, and we do yeah. need feedback from some outside yeah. like yeah. source. Um, from what I see, I see three guys who work really well together, who depend on each other. We do. Um, yeah. And I always wonder, well, I wonder what they depend on one another for, because I can feel that yeah. you do. Yeah. And you've also been together your whole lives. So there is like a, a natural, you even the way you guys talk, the yeah. way you behave, like there's a natural rhythm you have together. It's probably why you play really well together. Yeah. There is like a like it's a, a tripod situation, right. and I feel like this is the the last tour we just did was the first time we ever set up like how we actually deal in life. We used to always do is like, you know, we have whoever's on the road with us playing guitar or bass. They are everyone's standing at the front. Right. And this is the first time we've ever done is that it's me and Remington at the front, and Emerson's right in the middle, and we operate like a triangle, which in life we do, and then everyone else is on the sides of it because they're supporting what this is and this being and it feels like this triangle aspect of our life is the only way it can stay and like if we don't keep our like circle tight between us yeah it's gonna be broken every single way because there's so much influence mm. and i'm really like getting into this metaphorical state of it because it's actually true like if remington's having a shit day it kind of feeds amongst us but we all have to be able to operate and be able to bring each other up right yeah. and how do you do that with when you're also having your own personal life as well right and not making that this is the only thing important in our life, but it is the only, it, it's so because difficult. It, it also is very difficult, you know, like even coming from a relationship standpoint, you know, Sebastian's about to get married and it's not an easy family to come into. It's, it's, like, it's tough. We're not regular brothers. We're yeah. business partners. We're fucking, you know, we were uh, like it's, our yeah. emotional partners. And it's, it's like we spend mm -hmm. every second of the day together and plotting and then someone to come along you're not married to him. You're married to all You're of us. You're married to all of us. Me and Benj, our wives ha have had to, thank God they were friends. Yeah. So they yeah. were friends before. Um, but thank God they get along because yeah. we are yeah. so tight. Yeah. And a lot of times I think when you're with brothers that have depended on one another, you share everything. Yeah. Everything. You 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 yeah. you consult with one another. So if you have to make a financial decision, yeah. Most people are like, oh, like, let me talk to my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And let's make the brothers are like, yo, I need to we need to figure this out because this, 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 and that. And then yeah. you talk about it. And then you come back to your wife with a decision that you've already yeah. exactly. worked out. Yeah. He's like, you didn't fucking talk to me about this. Yeah. I mean, don't I have a say? Yeah. And that's like such a tough one because you you really have we've had we've had our whole lives before. You yeah. know, it's like and I, you've built tough. a business and, yeah. you've, and you've navigated a tough world together. Yeah, and and then you go into a marriage and it's nothing personal. Like that's Zero. the thing is like, but you do have to learn how to evolve and bring yeah. your partner in mm -hmm. and and also respect 
like that they aren't always going to want to know what the brothers think. Yeah. Yeah. They're not always going to want the brothers to be a part of that decision. Yeah. And it's not personal for you guys. Exactly. It's they're they're trying to build a family with someone. I I've had this experience and thank God uh Nicole is such a cool ass saint. Yeah. Cuz she's had to work through that with me of like and work with me on like no no this is a this is a marriage conversation about what we're going to do. Yeah. And then that is like, yes, go talk to your brother and get his, and you know, cause we talk, we, we just, we strategize everything. Everything. Together. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And it's funny because everything is a business meeting. Every time we hang out, a yeah, everything <laughs> yeah. is we could go to dinner and it's like, can you stop talking about business? It's like, but that's well, our life. Yeah. That's, us. that's all we talk about. That's all we talk about. We, 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 we about. only ever talk we, about we, this. We're never like, you know, we're going to have the personal conversations, but 99% of the time it's not. So would you do this weekend? How was the movie? No, we're are like you, are you guys all in relationships? Um, I am. Yeah, yeah you're in a relationship. Yeah, I'm in, okay. I'm in a relationship. Emerson's Emerson not. is not. Okay, Sebastian is do your, about to get married. Do 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 uh they get along? Uh, as I think now, yeah, Larissa takes time. Larissa and Emily do. Oh yeah, yeah they, but yeah, they, get, they along. do get along. It's just it's funny. It's like. You know, relationships come and go as through you're figuring out who you are spending your life with or who you're not spending your life with. It's patient people, though. It does. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's, it's like my my, my wife-to-be. Like, she's an artist and travels the world and has her own life. And it's so inspiring to me because she's created such a great empire for herself. And But it's like I have the support system of my brothers all the time. She has no one. Right. So it's like so when she realized it's like it's amazing to see someone that could be so strong by themselves. I could be strong with two people that I could be like, yeah, you got my back. Right. Me too. Yeah. So I can never only imagine being alone yeah. and doing that and then coming into this fucked up world. That's no, it, amazing. It, it's, you know, it's incredible to have like that <laughs> side of things. It's like, you know, being in a relationship like that it's not business and it's not like because being in the band and the business side of things, I feel like everything is so unbelievably heightened all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's I, always the it's just been thing, the relationship right? on my side is it's just been like kind of like my safe haven. It's been yeah, it's a little been, a little bit of a break. It's been so nice. I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's a, it's, it's a vacation. Yeah. It doesn't feel like like a job or yeah. like yeah. or anything. It just feels like oh my god, I can just relax and, and just an have old, a conversation. You only say that to me. You're like, you travel so much, but me and Larissa like, well, we've been we went to 25 countries in the first year. Oh, that's dope. It's like, all right, cool. We got three days. We're going here. Let's go. It's, and they're they're crazy. I was like, you guys can't. You guys seem fun. <laughs> we are. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're all over the map all the time. I'm like, do you guys ever just like watch a movie? Like, nah. we'll watch it on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think one thing you learn when you, as your relationship goes on. I've been, I've been, me and Nicole have been together for it'll be 17 years in uh, November, right? Congratulations. Um, thanks. Shit. I mean, yeah. I, I wish I could tell you, like, yeah, it's here's the secret. Uh, it's just yeah. been nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean. Like relationships are hard work. Yeah, you do. Ha you do hit moments in relationships where you have to continue to decide. Yes, to be together. Yeah, it, that's nor it, it. It. I think we haven't had any dramatic moments. Yeah. Uh, but like we really like each other and we like with one of our life. Yeah. Together, like we we just it's like two peas in a pod. You know, yeah. and we're so different. Yeah. yeah. And so different, but like, do you believe that two people make a whole, or do you think two people come together and make actually an, a better life together kind of situation? Because I feel like some people are like, I'm looking for my other half, but I feel like it's in my situation, it's like, I feel like having two really strong individuals making something even greater. Yeah. I don't know? believe 
um uh, man i i i tend to stay away from from too many beliefs yeah. uh in yeah. these conversations yeah. but i of course like i think it's important to share and i also think there's a lot of people listening mm -hmm. especially to you guys like your fans are listening and they want to know what you think yeah. about yeah. relationships and about because they're trying to make sense yeah of life yeah and i think we do that by by we're attracted to people and how they think and what they do and we find ourselves modeling after people we respect. Mm -hmm. And so I've always kind of looked at people. I thought like, man, he looks like he's happy and he has a good life and he's 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 put it all together in a way that I I, I identify with as yeah. like and I and I try to just take pieces from people's philosophies that I agree mm -hmm. with. Um with relationships, I don't believe that there's only one person out there. Um I believe that we're compatible with people. But to build a life is a different thing to be than to being compatible and having yeah. chemistry and all that. Exactly. I think um, now I do believe I was meant to be like I do believe in a little bit of that magic of like mm -hmm. if I'm meant to be like I believe I'm meant to be with my wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't believe like I believe that it, there's a certain bit of science to human beings as like as like animals mm -hmm. like our. I believe that we have like in in general, I'm not saying this is for everyone. I think that there are exceptions always. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in general, like we're just going through life unconsciously and forming habits consciously. Mm -hmm. So we're unconsciously moving through life, but we're consciously forming our habits, good and bad. Yeah. Right. With the information we get. And we can also unconsciously form bad habits. Yeah. But I do also think we're unconsciously moving through life and we're we think we're attracted to people um but we're all ultimately just like reproducing mm -hmm. it's like science like yeah. I, I really kind of believe that like a lot of stuff is 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 like instinct and yeah um some people may not agree with me like i do you think you have a soulmate sure yeah. i think you can have a soulmate could be your wife could be your best friend mm -hmm. yeah could be your brother mm-hmm Everyone's different. Yeah. So I do believe there are soul, like twin flames, soulmates, it's funny. Emerson, all that. Emerson always says that. He's like, you know, you're my soulmate, Remington. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and and we can have that relate. But I believe that like when you're picking, when, when you're getting into a relationship and it starts to get serious, you do have to discuss like, like what kind of life you guys want to build. Yeah. And I always tell people, if you're thinking about going down the road and getting married with someone, you should discuss your values. You should yeah. discuss like, what's you, how do you feel about like- How to raise the how kids. How to raise the kids. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you should at least make it a safe space for people to be honest. Yes. Yeah. And then you should really evaluate if you care that much. Because a lot of times people think they care about things. Yeah. Like I'm, I have a hard stance on my religion. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I respect that yeah. all day. Yeah. I'm a spiritual person. But what does that mean? Like- if our kid comes home when he's eight and goes, I'm um, I'm a Buddhist. And yeah, uh, what are we yeah. going to say? We're going to say, no, you're no. not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, we're going to like deny this person's idea of mm -hmm. wh wherever they're at in the moment. Like, I just think that that's wrong, but like, that's my, my take on it. Yeah. And, and I ended up with a partner who tends to be like open-minded and just wants to have a, a safe environment. So build a safe home, yeah. stable home. Yeah doesn't want to fight and like doesn't mean we can't have conflict and resolve it yeah but like no violence no um 
acting out like major aggression. Yeah. Um. So we we but we talked about all that like in the, the early. We were like, yeah, Yo, I don't I don't want to fight in front of the kids and be like a yelling house. I don't want to um um and I want to support my I, kids. I heard a funny yeah. like, or not funny. I've heard an interesting thing that like someone yesterday was saying like it's in podcast was about having con like it's not fighting in front of your kids it's being able to show how you resolve conflict in front of your kids to have an example for them to further it's like totally it's, agree you know, i think that was jordan peterson yeah 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 because um, yeah, i've heard him say that before and it's amazing a hundred percent i think yeah. the most um, I it's okay think, to fight but it's not because you know you grew up with your, your your parents or your role models and you know we kind of we grew up where there was a lot of screaming, a lot yeah, of fighting. Yeah, me in the too. House. Yeah. And it, and it, you don't realize how much it kind of shapes you as Oof, a, physical. You know, and then, and then it's it's crazy. Things. You don't really, you don't really see until you get older. You're like, oh my god, that wasn't normal. But it was good. that was like, but I think and so in that regards though. But it also kind of does show you, you know, the person that you don't want to be. Yeah, it does exactly. teach you in a, in a, a hundred percent and then you get the opportunity to learn how to do things so but some people also take it it's like i came from a broken home so i'm gonna my dad was like that my mom was like that i'm gonna be the same person and it's a it's you have the power to change and i hope like anyone listening is like you actually can change your course of how you're gonna like if someone treated you shit doesn't mean you have to treat the next person like shit and yep. it's like you know if you're treated out of love it's weird it's like some from our friends that come from a great family and like everything's perfect and then they're shitheads i'm like you have a great example and they're like just want to do opposite and well that tends yeah. to be the strategy yeah. right we either repeat what our parents yep. did and, yeah. and god bless them yep. with all their bad habits and mistakes yeah or we do the opposite as a strategy yeah uh because we 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 either repeat or we heal yeah, yeah. right and like i think just from my experience, and I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent. I mean, sure, my kids are going to have some stuff to work out, and I'm going to be there to so hopefully support their their journey in mm -hmm. doing it. And like, because I'm a big therapy guy, I'm a big uh, self improvement, you know, personal progress, personal growth. I, I, that's why I started listening to podcasts. Yeah, is I, I'm constantly wanting to hear, get some more information. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that learning how to communicate in relationships is the number one yeah. step to having success. And if you can have success in the relationship, because you can trade relationships out yeah. and you'll repeat, repeat, repeat. And you'll have, and what I've seen, and certainly in my earlier life, I, I uh, probably did a little bit of this. So you, you go from one relationship to another and everyone else is the problem is, is that mm -hmm. is, is, is I can't trust anyone and yeah. no, or, or, and what I realized was I had a low self-esteem and I didn't love myself. And so no one could love me and I didn't yourself. trust them when they did. I was like, yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't love me. Yeah. You, you don't really love me. You, you're looking at him or you're talking to him. Yeah. Um, and that was my, I had to grow up. Right, because yeah. at some point we go, we go from young adults to adults and we go and we grow up and we've arrived to who we are in the world. Yeah. And, and hopefully we're this like developed functional person. Um, I think that it being in a band can really help that, can also yeah. really hurt that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I left I left home on, on tour as, you know, a 19 year old kid and I came back a 19 year old kid. Yeah. And so- <laughs> It can happen. You know, yeah. and, it, and, and it like, cause I didn't really know 
the the real world or how to like really function and then like i act crazy on stage and then some some of that bleeds into my personal life of course it does and then it just like it's it's really confusing and then like i know i've I've done you know relationships where you know it was the same thing low self-esteem like we all i just (laughs) i just didn't know what to do and like you know we all do shit we're not like particularly proud of or like the proud of the people that we were at the time and then it's just you know trying to change and then not do you know you know be better and just like you know take the information and like oh fuck like that wasn't working for me but i think like, it's like on that note of taking if a stage was like your your expression of where you are to get emotion out i've just got really good about like actually breathing and meditating before i go on stage knowing when to go do that thing come off stage do the same thing and i put on my track street go on a six mile run after the show just right. because i'm like i need to clear my head yeah find my center that that stage well that's is, healthy it, i run so much and that's my only escape which can be bad but also it's like my only time i just turn off my phone and just yeah. focus in. It's like even like the you know? people that we were like a couple of years ago, like I had this mentality even with the band. I was just like, I'm I know what's right. Everybody else is wrong. Yeah. And I wouldn't even listen to him. I wouldn't listen to Emerson. And it was just like it was a shit environment, I imagine, what for de- them too. But what what would you say like helped you develop and grow past that? Uh honestly, just like support communicating and just kind of like slowing down in my life you know and just kind of realizing that you know it's okay to take a deep breath for a second and reevaluate things instead of making a decision out of emotion right and that's i think my big thing emotional decisions can be that's like i think you know because it you you think you're right in that moment you're like okay this is the right thing to do and then you're like that's so stupid like the have you guys ever had to apologize to one another yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. We, we've definitely got better at that through the years because we didn't. It could be so, tough. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was like always felt like the weight of the band and life was on my shoulders. So I, I would just react and like literally clock Remington across the face, like in a bathroom for no reason. Right. And then it was like, why did I do that? You know, yeah, or then, then it, or be the same roles reverse. I think, I think it was like a week ago or like a couple weeks ago. Like I remember, like kind of raised my voice at Sebastian, and then I came back and I was like. Hey, I'm sorry. That yeah. was not cool. But we're like, really good at that. It was like the now. quickest thing. He's like, really good at that. Now. Yeah, good. so yeah. it's it's been making good. repairs, as they say. Yeah. yeah, and also it's like I do. I have this thing with with my wife to be. It's like we don't go to bed mad at one another. Yeah, like you nice. have to have that. So I feel like that's coming to my life with my brothers. It's like I'm not. I'm not gonna leave. What about annoyed? What? Do you go to bed annoyed? I try not to. Okay. I try not to, but it's okay to like hold on to that or write it down. And as long as it's annoyed, not mad. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's weird. Exactly. I've been like doing this thing recently where it's kind of been great. Like one of my favorite shows was Ted Lasso. Yeah. And he said this thing is like, what's the happiest animal? Goldfish. 10 second memory. <laughs> and then I kind of just try to do this. So if something really pisses me off, I'm like, I can either hold on to this for a couple hours or just kind of forget about it, move on and have a normal conversation about it later. Totally. <laughs> and then, and so and that's kind of how think I about it later. It. If it really matters later, you yeah. can go back to it. Yeah. yeah. But but most of the shit when I just tell myself that I'm like, it really I think only like five percent I've mentioned again. The other stuff I'm like That's a really good matter. point. When I think about I was just talking about this with someone else with someone uh the other day. Um and for anyone listening, I always like to try to pull these things out because there's things we can actually use. Like Something strikes me. It makes me feel emotional. I want to react. I want to make a choice right there and make a decision. I want to send that email. 
send that text. Yeah. Yell at them. React. Yeah. To remember to pause and go, not saying I'm right, not saying I'm wrong, but is this the right thing to do right now? Can it? Can I wait an hour and see if it's the right thing to do in an hour? And in an hour, can I wait a day? Mm, yeah. And if I can just stretch myself as long as possible from proper. making that angry Impulse. reply, yeah. yeah, will I still need to make that? Will it be the best thing for me to do here? Mm. And like measuring your emotional, measuring your response, it sounds good, but then to do it is yeah. really hard because yeah. we are all so reactive and emotional because we're emotional beings. And I, and I, and I always got to like remind myself to stop and go, you know what? The goldfish thing's smart. It was like, maybe tomorrow when I wake up, if I still want to send this angry text telling him what I think, yeah, I'll do it. But maybe like waiting a day isn't such a bad idea. Yeah. And then the longer you wait, you start to realize it's a good idea. Yeah. Because you're holding out too. And then when you hit them back, you're like, I thought about it. They know you thought about it. Yeah. Or you ignored what they said and it pisses them off. I can't tell you how many angry fucking messages I've sent labels agents and i, you I remember I, I, I sent a screenshot and you're like maybe you shouldn't have said that to the president of the label and i was like yeah that it's was not stupid. anything to do with he's so important and you're not it's no, not yeah. that it's the idea that like communication is it is a resource in my opinion that gets us further communication is a it, it's a driver yeah communication is the key to all success solves problems it gets us closer and so like i just have become super what's the word reverent mm -hmm. about communication and i'm not always right i'm not saying i'm like yeah. perfect at it but i used to be uh you know when i was in my 20s i was really emotional and i i don't think i always communicated well and i and i wish i could go back and change it and i've had to apologize to people yeah. that i didn't communicate well with and that i and, and and that i shouldn't have reacted um even if if they were wrong and they were they did insult me i shouldn't have reacted but like i think that we only can learn that i didn't have any teachers yeah yeah so i think like i started looking for teachers in my late 20s early 30s i was like i need someone to show me how they do it yeah yeah and, and um you know, I think you guys are good communicators. Yeah. Um, but I also think still that work that, in progress is the chaos 100%. of what Palais mm -hmm. Royale has has had to be to exist. Yeah, is something that like I don't necessarily think you sh you should contain it, but I think you should respect it. Yeah, and, and that's what we're, that's what we've always are trying. That's what I'm always like going to with the breathing before and after a show yeah. is to be able to know I'm going into character of chaotic rock band on stage and then when i get off stage it's not destructive till six o'clock in the morning trying to deal with all my shit yeah. and then wake up the next morning and go on a run and clear my night for no reason i've done that too much i'm like i want to get off stage go breathe not even have a drink anymore go to bed and wake up and do it enjoy yourself yeah. in right moments but not use it as your escapism from what you're doing or want to keep the high going from the show because the show was so awesome right. and yeah, you're always like yeah we did this it's like no no tomorrow's gonna happen again it went into yeah. the red exactly it was, so, it was so crazy yeah and then you get we, off stage we, and you're like we we did that for what's rock next? we did that for rock for people we played at 1 a.m in prague mgk just got off stage we were the last band on we had fifteen thousand people waiting for us in the tent 
and we're like these people are here for us they're not waiting for another band we're the last band on and we go on stage double encore we get off stage at 2 45 in the morning and i go in the dressing room i'm like let's fucking go let's like go. it's like and i'm like oh, it's right. 7 30 in the Sometimes. morning and i'm like it's great to celebrate it, but I'm like, oh, shit, I have another festival tomorrow at 1 p.m. I'm like, yeah. figure the shit I out. I think, you know, and that's, it, it's funny, like, as, you know, we're talking characters and stuff, you know, of like, the, the character that I, I use for stage is just like this fearless, you know, confident, like, like person that. And then you go watch The Office when you get off stage. You know, and, but, and it's crazy, like, I didn't realize how much I needed that guy in yeah, my you, personal and life. And he is he is you he's a yeah. part of you a hundred percent and it's, it's so funny character. like but if I, you bring him out in the wrong spot mm. oh it's terrible could get you in trouble and mm. you know i you know there there's been moments in my past where that my stage persona has come out in my personal life where you know if out of something that you know was making me insecure and it's just like this confident ego driven saying stupid shit and i'm just like you know because in my personal life in my real life i am scared of heights I don't. Me too. But I, he hangs but, from eighty feet up on a rafter backwards. But on I'm stage, like, I can do it. Like there's no fear. It's and interesting. It's, it's very, it's very crazy. He and cries like, on almost every flight he goes on. I'm the most sensitive person, and then like sometimes, you know, in my personal life, that guy will come out to, you know, block the insecurities or like, you know, to, so I don't have to really deal with something. And so it's, it's been like I've been working on that, trying to. You know, do well, a clear pathway of. But the, the that's it. So so that to me is like, that's a real part of you. Yeah. That you that comes out when you need it to come out. Yeah. On stage, because I had the same thing on stage, because I had really bad stage fright. Mm. Our first few shows, I sung with my back to the audience. Like oh, wow. I couldn't even face face people, um, and have always been anxious around playing. But I'm pretty good at it when I do it. You yeah. Know? And, and and this other kind of side of me comes out what i think i learned is at some point we have to integrate all of our pieces and find a way we we because we have to learn to drive every speed we have yeah and um not crash yeah right because if we drive that speed too long or or in the wrong spot we'll crash yeah if we drive too fast in a slow lane we'll crash but if we drive too slow in a fast lane we'll crash so we have to really learn how to drive this thing this avatar we're in and all these parts of us are real parts. Yeah. They're not fake. You didn't make them up. Yeah. They're a real part of you that evolved from the opportunity that you presented to yourself to do this, to go on this stage. Unless you found yeah. yourself through it. And yeah. that's the interesting thing. I think yeah, so. The confidence amongst, like, I feel my most important times, like, and I feel the best. And I feel like it's like I go on stage completely sober because it's the greatest high you will ever achieve for right. me. And you know it's that, and there's only a few other things in my life that I'm like, I, that I want that again and again and again in the most sober mindset because it's like, you know, it's like being in love with someone. Like you want, like enjoying, like getting married. One of my friends told me, like, to go to your wedding, have a drink or so, but enjoy every moment of it. Don't get fucked up. And it's, know? I think it's that slowing down, owning all of yourself, mm -hmm. yeah, not comparing yourself to anyone else, exactly. owning all of it, and then. Also, like this thing, like when you, you know, you, you see the stories of all the like cautionary tales and you go, he was such a good rock star. Why was he such a terrible father? Yeah. yeah. He was such a good rock star. Why was yeah. he such a terrible, healthy person? Yeah. yeah. He was not good at being healthy. Yeah. He died from, from being unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Or he, he, he fucked up people's lives because he was a bad 
a, 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 a partner or spouse or mm-hmm. father or whatever and you go like why would or like you see these things with someone's so great at something but why are they so bad at that mm-hmm. yeah and i actually think because they don't own their greatness i think if you took the thing you know and everyone out there listening is good at something yes and there's something that they do where people go damn you're really good at that yeah, yeah. how are you so good at that uh, you know whether they're a doctor or a lawyer or they're uh, they draw things or uh they're a uh a, a fucking uh hairstylist whatever they yeah. do really good at it. they make it look easy because yeah. they're good at it and then why are you why but why am i so bad at that like yeah. why am i so bad at taking care of myself why is my health in such bad condition i think it's because we don't own the great part of ourself and we don't integrate it yeah into every day the whole yeah. of our life yeah and learn how to drive every speed yeah and actually take that we're really good at running fast in that one area like how can i take what i did well there and apply it to fatherhood or marriage or my per my health yeah because i think in our lives we only have so many categories we have health we have love marriage we have our our relationship with our friends yeah um, you know family we, we have these areas but i think if any one of them is really bad the whole thing kind of feels it bad does. yeah yeah 100 yeah, and it's it's how do you as, how do you enjoy as cheesy it, it is to say it kind of reminds me of like in like one of the latest marvel movies is when bruce banner and the hulk merges himself into the same character so he's yeah. smart and the big guy and yeah. that's what i feel like trying to do when you're like that's what i'm trying to do now i think everyone needs yeah. to do it yeah i think uh, and always know that you're never stop working on yourself. That's like yeah, the never, most important yeah. thing. You know, it's everyone. If you have this egotistic thing of thinking you're done and you know everything, or it's not, it's not fair to the people around you. It's not fair to yourself. You know, it's like you can always learn, you can always grow. And I feel like picking up new hobbies and like finding new loves is a good thing in your life. Not just sticking to the one thing. Have that as your importance, yeah. but like. Learn to cook. Go do like a random art, you know, like go and like I was work saying, there's, out. There's it's, no wrong answer to yeah. life. You know, everyone's still figuring it out. There's there's really no wrong answer, but you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Who do you guys think in your band is the most grounded? I think they know. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> like who do you think is the least reactive, less like like who do you think kind of has the who kind of and maybe it changes i think it does change it depends on the moment right you know for yeah. the three of us we all have our strong suits of being able to handle the situations i for get the most i get part, affected i'm, I'm, I'm pretty i can pretty much handle a lot of stuff yeah. but there's there's some things it would just like send me over do you work. lose your temper the fastest no i'm actually really good but it takes a lot for me to lose it right but and like once you kind of cross that line yeah. i'm just like <laughs> what the fuck it takes a, I'm, I'm such like a nice person but if you just like I can only take so much shit. Right. And when you cross that line, it's just like, then, you know, that's when I'll, I feel backed into a corner. That's when, right. you know, I'll, I'll lose my temper and I'll, you know, I'll make sure I don't feel like insulted or anything like that, you know, but, you know, I'm always, I'm very respectful until it's just a point where I'm just like, I have to walk away from this shit, right. you know? And I think that's, it's been, you know, when, especially it's like, we've been in business meetings and stuff and I'm like, all right, this is getting fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You're just, you're not even treating me like a person anymore. And then that's when, you know, you kind of lose me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much shit that someone can take until you're just like, fuck off. <laughs> Where's your guys' happiest place? 
Stage. Um, stage. A hundred percent. That's yeah. Stage or traveling. You know, like traveling and just experiencing the world. I think, or being on a run too. Like for me, it's like there's like three things. If I'm traveling with people I love and. I think let's just experiencing what this world has to offer. And like, I don't feel stuck in being like, I like having a home foundation, but I feel like the world is my home, which yeah. is a really cool place to be in. And you don't feel like I, I'm, I can, I can live anywhere. in Amsterdam tomorrow. You know right. what I mean? I'll be stoked. Like it would, and I, I have a great friend support group, but I actually funny enough, see my friends in different countries more right. than I do in LA. So right. um, like I, I'm on that like fence of where do I live? For the next couple of years, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's kind of, so, good question. Yeah. So, so right now we're yeah. just kind of floating yeah. around. I don't. I, I, we don't really have a, a home. LA is becoming ridiculous. So it's like, kind of like it's always been ridiculous. So it's I'm just like unsafe. Yeah, in Airbnbs right now, and it's funny, like because we've got the next few months, you know, just taking it easy, and so I'm just kind of like wherever the wind takes me, you yeah. know, <laughs> type of vibe. What kind of relationship do you guys feel like you have with your fans? I think our the fans. I always say to it's family and it's more so because they've given us the opportunity to continue being Palirao on every scale of our life. And without them, we are truly nothing. And I'm, we're creating for ourselves, but we're creating for them in the sense. And I always will always say, if we feel good and they feel good, that really is all what matters. Yeah, They're the only reason that we've been able to hold the middle finger up to a lot of people in this industry, not disrespectfully, but when they talk shit on us and we're like, you know what? 5,000 kids showing up to my show that fucking love it. And we're going to throw a free show for them because we love them so much in the park. And there's a thousand kids coming here and there. I'm like, you can't undeny it. You can hate my band. You can love my band, whatever it is. You got to respect it at some point because yeah, they've it's... created what they've allowed us to have an amazing life. And I hope we, they know like we never, ever lose the respect and appreciation we have for them. And that we always want to make the, give them the best show, the best experience and give them the best. And most of us, we we're not we don't really shelter a lot of our personal life from them. We're really right. open with them. Yeah, because sure. we're not like life. we're also you know we're not we're not greedy people. Yeah. You know, I, it's like we'll never have tickets above. Like it's we'll, we'll we keep the the, right, the like, tickets yeah. as like as you cheap guys as possible, have always you know? struck me as that though. Like you guys have you guys have always been like this. You you've been honest and hardworking about what you know about what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You've always been honest and hardworking. Uh, I, I think you have a real thing. Yeah. You have a real fan. You have a real group of fans. Like you have yeah. a group of people out there in the world that like it's striking when you see mm -hmm. uh, people that have real fan bases. Whatever, yeah. Like, whatever you want to call it, like fan groups or fandoms, whatever. Um, I don't know what they call them these days, but like you have real. It's a lifestyle, like people that really love your band. I, I it's, it's one person said it perfectly. They're like, Pally Rao is like, which we don't have passive listen, listeners that come to shows. You're all in with Pally or you're not. It's right. a weird thing. And it's like, we don't have necessarily a hit or anything that really taken it, but we have built an audience um, around what we've created on all levels. And it's crazy to see that it's like, when you come to a show, it's kids are camping outside for 24 hours or yeah. they're coming anywhere we go. And it's, it's not just like, oh yeah, I heard the song on the radio. It's sick. I'm going to come to the show because everyone else in the world's listening to it. It's like our fans are like, someone said, it's like, you guys are the best kept secret, but you can outsell shows than people that are like number one on radio. It's like, it's yeah. a weird, it's you a weird more, thing. It's, you sell more tickets than a lot of artists who, who maybe are streaming 10 times what you're streaming, Absolutely. but oh, yeah. your tickets and your, so like, I, I go back to like, especially in rock, 
exactly. it's a, it's a real it's a lifestyle and it's, it's there's a it's lot of bands that are to this, doing that, this point know? especially with like our fans and stuff you know we we owe them everything right. you know and it's every single one of them is i always say is as important to this band as we are and I think that's you know that's something that they gotta know. I mean, there's always a safe place at a Palais Royale show. What's for the everybody. theme you think with when you hear when fans come up to you mm-hmm. when they meet you? Um, what's the theme that they 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 what the the like say the feedback they give you on your music about I've, how it yeah, helps feels. them? What are the themes? I think one of the themes like on a for them for a lifestyle situation right. is always I found my best friends, I found my boyfriend, I found my girlfriend in. The Palerial fan base. Right. I've met my, my the people I feel most important with through you guys' music, which is awesome. Bringing right. people together that they're going to shows they never knew each other, and they're like, "Oh, you, let's be friends." And like, it's yeah. really, really cool because it's like a family aspect. Obviously, it's the the thing of like what the music's been an escapism for them because we're just telling truthful stories of what we've gone through with childhood and what yeah, we've gone through I with think, on relationship stuff that they're able to relate to. I and think, then inspiring I think that them was, to be you know, their own artist and right. create, which there's some- Be themselves. Be themselves. Right, yeah, so. I think that was, you know, really important because, you know, even one of our, our biggest songs that came out was Lonely. And that was- Go for it. But um, it was a song, Lonely, that was like, you know, really took off. And it's it's funny that was, I wrote that song in, I think, the darkest place in my life. Right. And, you know, they, I think they found- you know, a lot of meaning in that song because it was so so truthful and it's funny. Like I was in such a dark place, and that that song came out. And because of that song, we started doing bigger and bigger venues. So weirdly, like uh, a moment of true darkness that I wrote about has led me to this incredible life. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of owe them everything, and that's why you'll never see me at a show give it like eighty percent. Even I could be deadly sick i will give them everything i got i will i'm willing to die on that stage for that night you know to show them i will give you everything in my body to say thank you right for being here tonight for taking the time out of your day to spend money to come stand in a room for two hours just to watch me sing that's incredible you know and that's what i i fucking love them it feels like they know that though yeah so it's like a theme i i see with your with your fans, they, 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 it feels like they know that. It feels yeah. like you guys are all in on it. Yeah. It's, like it's all, just, it is kind of like a group of friends. It, it's, it's so strange. Cause like, even like, uh, we just got off tour like a couple weeks ago and it was, it felt like going to summer camp with all your friends. It was just like, it was the best, best vibe. And everyone is just there to support each other and lift, lift each other up. Even like, cause I always try to say like, whatever you're going through in life, you know, you can leave it in here tonight. Right. You know, let it all out. Just like, if you want to be sad, you be sad here. You cry, you know, you're going to be surrounded by good people. So going into what will be the next era of Palais, it feels like this, feels like you guys are coming to the end of a chapter and beginning another one. You'll likely have more success in a way that maybe, you know, maybe some firsts, maybe, maybe, radio success, um, whatever kind of success you want to call it, maybe. Yeah. But like, okay, so there is going to be, I, I, I'm telling you from what I see, there's going to be more success. It's going to grow. Um, do you think that there's like, 
layers of fans or do you think that the the palais gang of fans grows yeah i i I think so i Um, think i think with the music we're doing on this upcoming record records is that we are like finally tapping into what palais does live and i think a lot of people that find out about heavy live it's it's hard it is it's it's just it's, fu- it's fucking fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and I that's think. like because when you come to a show, you might listen to the record. And you're like, oh, it's cool. But then you listen to the record, and so many people are like, I want to hear that. Right. And I don't it's, like. It's it's hard to encapsulate. You know what it is at a live show. These radio you know, won't play got, what we do live. You know what I mean? We we're just a fucking jangly fun rock and roll band. That shit. And honestly, trying to get that live environment of the crowd singing back to you a fucking mosh pits of jumping onto an album. It's it's tough. Yeah, and you know we've we've tried a long time, you know, over the course of four albums to try to incorporate that but into we're naturally right the now. music. But I don't know, something changed, and I feel it. You know, I can I I feel like but there's something think, about to change in our lives. I think on all scales, though, it feels like things are changing. We're getting more comfortable in our skin. I feel like we're still fighting for everyday life, but not on the extreme that we were. Right. You know, there's still obviously you're still worrying about financials of being able to survive in life and be able to do the experiences you want mm-hmm. for your fans the same letter I, I know right <laughs> um there's a bunch of things that you know you have to continually take over within yourself and like i don't know I, but i feel more confident each day and i feel a little bit more like there's gonna be things that are gonna throw me off but i don't know i really just feel confident confident with what we're creating and i think we'll get get what we want out of it because as long as we continue to do this in our lives that's what you want like obviously you want the psh, let's go yeah but how do you i've seen with a lot of our peers that we love dearly they're like i'm stressed as fuck we just had this massive hit and yeah. i don't know what to do to stay there yeah. and it's like it's like are you happy yeah can't it, tell it's hard it's like ours it's is hard this. to be happy yeah it is and it's i've but not really it's not it's but, like it feels like it is it sometimes. Is. It is. Because I hear people and I'm like, whoa, all that stuff's going on. Are you happy? Because yeah. it doesn't sound like you're happy. Yeah. It's weird. It's like I was having this conversation this past week and did the bachelor and bachelorette party. And I was like, right now, I'm so absolutely thankful. My only worry in life is finances right mm-hmm. now. Everything else is fucking awesome. I was laughing, having an amazing time around people that I actually care to be around on business, friendship-wise. Like, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I'm like... But how I am always anxious about it. It's like, how long do I get this? And it's like, does it go away? Or how do I continue to make it? And then I don't want to stress myself out about it because I want to enjoy the moment. But also you have to take every cautionary step with all, also just being on autopilot to do what you've trained yourself to do for the past. It's, you know, so it's, that's why I find, feel like it's always finding your center emotionally and, you know, mentally. And I think it's the most important thing. It's like, I, that's why I run every single day. I yeah. go steam, I go do an ice bath. I'm like really in my like best form of self and you know, not not abusing anything on the sense of like trying to just go so heavily on things. I'm trying to like have a nice palette of things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like having a nice meal. You don't want to have like an amazing steak and that's all you want, and then you everything else sucks. Like make set the table, make it nice, have a great experience through it all, and being able to balance it out. I think that's like you're the chef of your own life and making sure that it's an amazing enjoyment through that whole meal every course yeah, exactly yeah i think just from my experience just so you maybe it'll make you feel better yeah or maybe it'll make you feel worse <laughs> um 
if any, I, I think this is common with anyone who grew up in a financially insta, in, with financial instability, yeah. insecurity, anybody that grew up with, with not a lot of money, um, finances are always going to be stressful Yeah, because we don't know. That's our relationship with finances yeah. is it's, it's stressed. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that like some of it I can change. I can yeah. become unstressed. But no matter what, where I get in life, no matter what I have, I'm always going to have a stressed relationship with money yeah. because that is from the day I was born until I was 17, 18, yeah. went out in the world. That was the model I had. And then I went out in the world and I was still, and I was yeah. stressed. And then I got money yeah. and I was stressed yeah. and I got more money and I was it's still so stressed. stressed yeah. because my relationship with it had to change. And it's still something I'm working on yeah. because it's not a, it's a foreign idea to me that feel, anyone wouldn't like be worried. I feel like it goes away every second I have it. And it's like, something's going to happen. I yeah. owe someone money and I'm so just like. Just to uh, I, I try to make some room in the possibility okay. <laughs> that it's not going to go away, yeah. but that you have a fucked up relationship with it and it might never change. Yeah. That, that relationship yeah. might not actually change, but you might just become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And you might actually be able to identify like when it's causing unnecessary uh, problems and stress in your life because it's, there's not really a financial problem right now. Mm-hmm. You know, cash flow might be an issue. Yeah, yeah. But you you have to be able to start to have a relationship where you identify the information and you go like, maybe I'm not that. Maybe it's like not that risky. Yeah. Where I'm at, actually, the well, the probability is, is that I'm going to continue to do pretty good. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm just saying. I think that is. I appreciate hearing it, but it's always that thing of uh, every day I wake up, I like. I know I've worked really hard for this, but I could go away tomorrow. Yeah. And having that kind of like lingering all the time on my shoulders, being like, you, you better fucking salvage this and like and try to yeah, like. Yeah, because every day you always like, feel like, okay. I'm like, I want to be back on the streets. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. my mentality is like, oh, you know, if this, if this next Record single or album pops off, right. Back to the El Patio, you know. Right. So, but like, what I'm saying is, is like, truthfully, yeah. That's how we all feel. Yeah. When we kind of have gone through that. Yeah. And what we have to train ourselves to do is like turn that voice down a little bit. Yeah. And not that it ever goes away fully. Yeah. But sometimes it's louder than others. Mm-hmm. And we can turn it down a little bit if we work on it. And then I also think that like as long as we become aware that it's not actually reality, like tomorrow you couldn't lose it and you wouldn't be i love that it though i've always been able to have a good point of it though it's like i still enjoy myself i go out and do what i want to do but also i've never allowed finances to ever ever skew my creativity i've always will create what i feel good about because there's been times i've been in rooms that i'm like i would never ever fucking do this song you know what i mean right. like it's not because i'm like being this is what i'm gonna do it's like yeah. i can't i can't for myself i'm when i'm wearing a three-piece suit i can't play that <laughs> you know what i, I mean it, like, i think it's artistic yeah. integrity yeah, yeah. exactly and everyone's no, is different we'll, we'll exactly. never let money change our perspective when it comes to the music side of things because yeah. like i'm like if i'm gonna fail it's gonna be on my own terms yeah. i don't think you guys would yeah I, you don't strike me as like that that doesn't strike me as like a big piece of the conversation it's more mm. of a it's more of a math equation of can we go do the show or not. And we want the production to be sick. And that's the thing. We want to be able to grow eventually outside of what the structure and scheduled life of every band has always been. Make a record, go on tour, go do this. I want to make a world of Palais that's 
a Disneyland in Palo. You know what I mean? Like right. when you go, that our fans come to, and it's even cooler because the venue you get. 18 hours in there you set up you do the thing you do the show you, you pack down you leave you do the th same thing it's like you're never really getting to the level of being able to like this is my 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 heightened world that i've created for our crazy ideas that mm. you know structurally i want our career to be like that you're going to experience you're not we don't bring the experience to you you're going to an experience which so you, like yeah. maybe like so you're talking about almost like a Cirque du Soleil style exactly like that's we, always uh, been the tinted in a city for that's this it. long yeah and you, you come know, to Palais it's, World it's here from this day to that day yeah. and yeah. it's a world that's pretty yeah. fucking that's, ambitious oh, that's I want to do that we because we got to figure out the porta potties yeah that's <laughs> and making sure nice and people can camp and be with their friends because if there's a community within people aren't scared to be in a festival situation like that and like it's not a one day thing you can be there for the weekend you could be there and that's honestly that's the world i want to create and also having like the graphic novel become an anime and be able to make it into a tv series and make it into like make the world of palais so many functioning things that it's just not we make a record going to her make a record going to her make a record going to her and you're just like wait we're never actually fully getting to the point of creativity we want to deliver to the world Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're cutting ourselves short when it's like Remington, you know, you heard walking in the I want to do this rope swing. You just like, you throw these yeah. ideas out. Uh, and just smile and go, did I just hear that? Uh, but it's rope like, swing? but it's like, if we, if we can make ourselves, our own inner child fucking stoked about creation, yeah. it's only going to be so much more exciting for us. I just want like so, an adult jungle gym on stage. Yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> that's my dream right well, there. Thank you guys. Thank you thank for having you. us. It's been fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> It's been We're going to do a part two with, with uh, Emerson. Absolutely. Coming soon. Whoever's going to come back. I'm, 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 yeah. either oh, one. I'm coming back. All right. <laughs> this is great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you. I appreciate All it. All the love. <laughs> no bad times. I don't want no bad. Thank you for checking out today's episode of Artist Friendly with Palais Royale. We'll see you guys next time. Car only take premium gas. I love my engine. I'm not smoking on gas, I'm smoking on piff, that's my kind I don't want no bad times, I don't